Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sex and pregnancy. Sometimes the two don't seem to go hand in hand. Many couples have questions about what they're feeling, both physically and emotionally, during pregnancy. Yet few feel comfortable to seek help. That's what this episode's all about. I'm Dr. Jennifer Sandoval, a psychologist specializing in couple and sex therapy, and this is Preggy Pals, episode 28. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit. I've got kinkles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Have you joined the Preggy Pals Club? If you haven't heard of it, it's something we recently launched. This is your exclusive membership, and it gives you access to all of our archived episodes, written transcripts of the shows, plus some bonus interviews. For example, have you ever wondered what happens when we quit recording? Does our conversation keep going on? What do we say to our experts? Well, we are keeping the mic's open for another five minutes after the show. This is for our members only, so you need a membership. You can access all of this great extra content through our web or the Preggy Pals app. If you want some more information on that, visit our website, which is preggypals.com. And let's meet our panelists. Rachel, let's start with you. Hi, my name is Rachel Adams-Gonzalez. I am 29 years old. I'm a product rep for doTERRA Essential Oils. I am pregnant with my second uh, due April 10th. My son is two and a half. I had a, an unmedicated water birth at a birth center with him, and we're trying for a home birth this time around. My name is Veronica Miranda. I'm a graduate student in anthropology at the University of Kentucky. This is my first baby. I'm due April 18th, so just a week after Rachel. Um, I don't know the gender yet, still so early, and type of birth, it's going to be a hospital birth abroad. So you guys didn't plan this, right? Timing no. this out exactly <laughs> at the same time, good friends a long time ago. Okay. And my so pregnancy sure. was also a surprise. Oh, right. <laughs> so you guys are just on the same wavelength, you know? You guys are just feeling each other out. <laughs> Christine. Hi, so I'm Christine Sir Fitzgerald, and uh, let's see, this is my third pregnancy. I've got uh, twin girls at home. Uh, they are now three years old. Okay. And um, this time around, it looks like it is another girl. So, <laughs> so my husband is, he's, he's, he is actually very excited. So um, he's, he's thinking he's, we're going to have to get a dog with, you know, the big cojones. Yeah, you think this is going to be the la your last baby? Well, you know, I am. Too early to make that see, call. I'm, I'm 40 and just in the next few weeks I'm going to turn 41 ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see although this it happened pretty quick um, you know within a few months and deciding we were open to it so yeah who knows right exactly <laughs> I hear you on that Stephanie 
Hi, I'm Stephanie Sawfeld. I am 29. I am a gemologist. I do January 9th with my first baby, a girl. And um, we are having a hospital birth. And I just have to say, my husband is very excited about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Because he gets to hear how you really feel. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks I'm going to convince you to have lots and lots of sex. (laughs) All right. Thanks, ladies. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's now time for a pregnancy oops. This is a fun segment that we have now and again on Preggy Pals, where our panelists or our listeners, if you're listening at home, you can submit your stories as well. But this is where we share funny stories that have happened during our pregnancy, where we look back on it and go... Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> and today, actually, our story is right here in the studio. Rachel and Veronica have a funny story to share. So, Veto, Veronica was, um, her husband's doing his dissertation work right now in Baja. And so she calls me on Skype at this one night. Well, my period's five days late, and I bought this pregnancy test, but it says to I, from what I can tell to take it in the morning. I'm like, if you're five days late, you should just go take it now. <laughs> so she calls me back and she goes, well, I'm kind of confused because there's a dark pink line and a light pink line. Like, that means you're pregnant. If there's another line, you're pregnant. She's like, are you serious? Because it's confusing. One is super bright. It is so bright. Oh, and it's not fluorescent confusing. bright. And the other one's like a faint little line. And it's you're in this moment of yeah. like, am I pregnant or not? You want a sure, like, bright other line. And you know what? My pregnancy test was confusing, too, because I did mine in South Africa. So also a foreign test. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they did. And then, yeah, I'm reading it in Spanish. We're fluent in Spanish, but you're still doubting yourself a little. I mean, they're confusing yeah. in English. And so <laughs> what does this mean? Is, is it, you know, so, yes, sometimes... I don't know. It would have been nice to have. Well, and Skype's cutting in and out with a terrible internet connection there. And I'm like, are you there? (laughs) Yeah, that was. It was a funny moment for us. (laughs) If you have a funny pregnancy oops that you would like to share on our show, all you have to do is call the Preggy Pals hotline. That number is 619-866-4775 and leave us a message. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Today, we're having a no-holds-barred conversation about sex and pregnancy. So if the little ones are listening, well, you may want to grab some headphones. Dr. Jennifer Sandoval is joining us here in the studio. Thanks so much, Dr. Sandoval, for being here today. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited. And I just want to say also that that I am a mother of two preschoolers. Okay. I have a 
three and a half year old and a soon to be two year old and they keep me and plus work and <laughs> so I'm like else. just crazy, <laughs> crazy busy. So it's actually nice to get away on a Saturday morning. Right. <laughs> and be here with right? you guys. So let's talk about sex, baby. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Okay. Why is sex important for couples? Gosh, why is it not important? Um, sex is important, I think, mainly to promote intimacy and closeness and bonding. That's my specialty in my practice is just not only helping couples with sex, but promote closeness and intimacy. And of course, sex is important for procreation right. and for pleasure, right? Right. You know, sex feels great. So I think sex is, you know, being a sex therapist, very, very important to the health of a relationship. Why is it important for pregnant women or pregnant couples, so to speak, to have sex? I think aside from the procreation reason, all all of the reasons are the same. It's a very, very important time to to have that intimacy and closeness because there's there can be a lot of anxiety and uncertainty and sort of fears about what's going to happen in the future. And this can it can really be a nice way for couples to come together and to feel close and to feel, you know, that connection. Mm-hmm. Is this something you guys were concerned about when you found out, maybe for the first time when you found out you were pregnant? Did you automatically think about sex? Did your husband think, okay, how is this going to affect sex? Like, what was your guys' experience? Uh, yeah, I kind of thought, well, what's the, the logistics of it? <laughs> <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I guess, more limited. And, and then, you know, I thought, well, gosh, with all these, you know, physiological changes going on, is it going to be pleasurable? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't worry about it at all until um, I started feeling sick and I was just feeling horrible. I was the beginning of the pregnancy. It's just just so exhausted and barely able to like get out, get up and walk around and then just feeling sick. And the last thing, um, sex is an important part of a relationship, at least, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in ours. But it's also I just felt so horrible mm-hmm. and so that was something that I was I just had never thought about it before that made me think about oh you know it's a little bit different or it can be at moments yeah. a little bit different than everyday life I'm just worrying about you know well, as I've mentioned to you guys earlier but not on the air that my husband's been gone for three months for work and he's coming back in a couple of weeks so he was here um, he left when I was like 16 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. I think and um so I wasn't showing, you know, I was, I was getting, I was feeling better in the beginning. I had a lot of morning sickness, but you know, now when he's coming back, the belly has been growing <laughs> and time I to get creative. I have no idea what to expect. And I'm really nervous. I'm nervous about it. Yeah. You know, and he's all like, yeah, I've been gone for three months, you know, and, and you know, I don't know. So you, you're more nervous than, than he is. It sounds like. Yeah. He's excited. I he's would looking say forward so. to yeah. the reunion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I am too, but yeah, so I'm, apprehension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. Should we expect our sex lives to change when we're pregnant? I would say for the for the most part, yes. Um, you know, for for those men and women who want to continue having sex and they find sex, you know, pleasurable. I mean, for the obvious reasons, when your belly starts to grow, you know, it becomes. Um, more challenging and you have to get more creative Mm -hmm. but there's so many you know hormonal changes and you know physical changes emotional changes of course it's going to impact your sex life Um, you know like you were mentioning in the the first trimester with the hcg hormone just sort of surging through our bodies 
I mean, we just, you know, the morning sickness and the fatigue and the frequent urination, you just don't, all of a sudden, you don't <laughs> feel like yourself anymore. This, yeah. You know, you're not showing, but this baby's sort of taking over. So absolutely, it will impact your sex life. Well, and I think that's hard for partners sometimes to understand because they're not physically going through it. Right. So for them, it's status quo, right. you know, and in the case of Stephanie's husband, she, right. he hasn't seen her in a long time. Right. He's thinking, yay. Well, especially in the first trimester, you, I mean, and even in the second trimester, in the beginning, you might look the same right. or your breasts are getting larger. Right. Maybe you're filling out a little more and your husband's even more desirous and wants yeah. you even more and like you said, he's not he may he's not seeing it, but he's also not feeling it. Right, right. So there can be that you know lack of um, I guess understanding in that way. Well, in our case, um, you know, I there's never been a lack of sex in our relationship ever, and, <laughs> um, even while pregnant. Well, no, until I got oh, pregnant. Okay. <laughs> and with your first or with this one, both. Okay, yeah. So um, I don't know if the if physiology has something to do with it. I have a retroverted uterus mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if, if you have experience in this field, but it sex is so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, from mm-hmm. the beginning, mm-hmm. but my husband doesn't get that. And he is mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, who cares if there's a baby in there? So, um, <laughs> and I mean, we, we would normally probably have sex almost every day. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very um, a huge change for us, and I I don't I mean I have this guilt of like I don't want him to be without sex, but right. it's so uncomfortable for me that you know I you know I don't want to end up going like a year without sex after you have the six weeks after giving birth and all right. that, <laughs> but um, but it's you know it's an awkward situation I guess that um, yeah I don't know you know I'm not, I'm not familiar with that disorder but I'm I'm wondering okay so there's there's intercourse and then there's other things so let's start with with intercourse you know have you been able to switch it up try different posi- positions or is mm-hmm. it pretty much it's all actually positions? been better this time than it was last time last pregnancy I carry my babies very low and I don't mm-hmm. know if that's because of the position of my uterus but with my son I could literally from 28 weeks insert my finger and feel like you know head like oh, wow. feel wow. he was that like that low I mean my pregnant belly was like my belly button down so um oh, wow. yeah so I I think there's just not a lot of room mm-hmm. for a penis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a baby <laughs> so <laughs> stuff in there yeah so um I mean I can literally feel when we have sex my uterus like moving mm-hmm. and wow. it's it is uncomfortable. It's not sexy at all. I'm like, I don't really want to feel organs moving yeah. when I'm having sex. sex. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what about trying other things? Yeah. I mean, that's just what we're going to have to resort to, but you know, I'm just out of the first trimester and the first trimester, the last thing you want is, um, you know, a lot of oral things going on when you're trying not <laughs> to puke anyway. So, um, yeah. So, but so. it's good that you have, you know, the idea that, okay, we can get creative if we can't have intercourse per se. There's other things we can do. And I think we're going to talk yeah. about that more as the show progresses. Yeah, we will. I want to talk about, you know, y- we hear about the second trimester sex and h- how that's supposed to be fantastic. And I wanted to kind of break down or at least get your opinion trimester by trimester. Okay. What's changing? And um, is there any truth to, you know, the second trimester just being fantastic other than the fact that it's kind of our honeymoon period because you're not too big and the morning sickness is gone. Right. Well, I think the first thing to understand is the idea of individual differences. So regardless of trimester, you've got to look at the couple. 
you know, how is the woman feeling? You have women that have, you know, great sex and they feel great all throughout their pregnancy. That wasn't me. But there was a, a movie recently, I think, like what to expect when you're, oh, when you're yeah, expecting. Yeah. And there's yeah. this scene where, you know, it's it's this beautiful model looking woman. And they're like, wow, she's a magical pregnancy unicorn. <laughs> and, you know, I think honestly, most women aren't like that. But you, you just have to understand that some women are going to hate it regardless of the trimester and, and some women are really going to enjoy it. And I think for men, too, um, you know, some men are having anxiety. They're apprehensive about all that's coming up in the future. And so they may be turned off, too. But let's go back to the first trimester. We already talked about like the hormone HCG surging through our bodies and how that can impact you, you know, with the morning sickness and just... Um, you know, feeling fatigue and back pain, the frequent urination. It's, again, like you said, it doesn't feel so sexy. So I think for a lot of women, it's it's hard to retain the sex drive they may have normally had. And again, for some women, not so much. Um, and then there's the emotional issues, right? For some women, the pregnancy, maybe it was a surprise. So there may be a lot of anxiety or fears, um, you know, guilt, other emotions sort of playing, you know, with your mind. So I always say it's important to get those emotions managed and under control. So that's the first trimester. I think the second trimester, again, for a lot of women, it's like, wow, I feel, you know, more normal. I feel back to my my good old self. And, you know, lo and behold, HCG sort of levels itself out. You're getting used to changes like, you know, breast enlargening or feeling tender. Maybe the tenderness in the breast is feeling great and you, you know, you like the nipple and the breast stimulation. But so things can change in the second trimester and and women can definitely feel back to themselves and more energetic. I mean, gosh, that's like the most important thing, wanting, you know, having energy even to have sex. And then the third trimester, again, there's always those exceptions of women who, you know, feel big and sexy and they they want to experiment with all different positions but I think as the third trimester progresses a lot of women just don't feel comfortable I mean there's the gas and the indigestion I mean the indigestion for me was crazy I didn't want anyone let alone my husband to get near me (laughs) but so I, I think what's important though is having that understanding that you're an individual and your differences are okay you know dealing with the guilt issue these you know the hormonal changes the physical changes and even the emotional changes are things that you don't have any control over so you've got to keep that guilt in check be able to say no and be okay with that and if your partner's you know wants to powder if they're upset okay understandably so but they're an adult and they can take care of their their own feelings Um, but then also for for the women that do find wow i have this higher sex drive Mm -hmm. And maybe their husband's feeling a little overwhelmed to be respectful of your partner's limits and, and boundaries. But talk, communicate, be open. I think the last thing that you should be doing is having sex out of obligation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a desire killer. It's like mm-hmm. on top of all the other desire killers, you can add that one to the list. When is it good to have this conversation with our partners? I mean, even before getting pregnant, but right off the bat, like when? Well, you know, I, I think it would be unusual to have that conversation b- before, although I'd say, wow, that's really awesome. You'd be way ahead of the game. Uh, but I think definitely when you when you find out you're pregnant, it's a good idea to sit down and talk about all the inevitable changes. You know, the changes in your body and emotion, what's going to happen to your household, you know, financial stresses. 
How do you just feel about having a baby, you and your partner? And sex should be a part of that conversation. I think, though, what tends to typically happen is you, you've you got one partner or another not wanting to, or one has more desire than the other. There's that discrepancy. And it becomes this, you know, secondary thing. Okay, now we've got an issue. Let's deal with it. But mm-hmm. but that's okay. I mean, if that happens, you deal with it then. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about dealing with stuff head on, not, avo- not avoiding <laughs> issues. Because again, avoidance leads to anxiety, another desire killer. Mm-hmm. I th- you know I think that's interesting when you talk about sort of at the beginning it'd be a great idea to just sort of at the near beginning of the pregnancy and talk about well what are your expectations what do you right. envision because I, I I think you know my, my husband and I for our first pregnancy there's so many unknowns and you know I'm focusing on my body changes and and fears and anxiety and, yeah. and he's trying to be supportive and I think um we could have probably had more in terms of like, well, what do you see? What do you expect? Right. What does this look like? Right. Including the sex part. Right. Right. <laughs> does I, it, is it going to be, do you, do you expect it to be normal? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the same frequency as it is now, or, right. you know, are you giving right. me sort of the pass? Or <laughs> right. Right. I mean, but the bottom line is have those conversations. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember in my own pregnancies, I, I did a lot of reading and I don't, you know, there was there was sort of those those Q and A formats and different books that I read, but but I don't remember reading about you know this encouragement to have that conversation about expectations in the beginning, and that's unfortunate. So I do think that's a good idea. You know, when the one of the things, at least when I reflect on my pregnancies, I, I when I'm pregnant, um, I wish I just had a cute little belly and that was it. But I am like a walking marshmallow man or something. You weren't a magical if, pregnancy. No, <laughs> I wish. I, I thought for sure that was going to be me. But um, no, with both pregnancies, I just swell up. I just right. feel like blah. For me, my body becomes you know, something that I don't want to share with really anybody, you know, including my husband. And a lot of it has to do with, I just don't feel sexy. You know, I had, quite frankly, pretty nice breasts before I got pregnant. And Mm -hmm. now they're just too big. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And and likewise, I liked my shape before. Now it's much bigger in, in so many different ways. So what advice do you have for women that are really, you know, maybe overcritical about their bodies. Um, how mm-hmm. do you work through that on a personal level when it's, the problem's really with you? Right, right. Um, I, again, you have to confront those issues. And my guess is if there's, you know, a, um, an aspect of self-criticism or an issue with self-esteem, it, it might have been there before also, maybe not to that extent. Mm-hmm. But certainly something like this would, would bring those feelings you know, into the forefront. I, you know, I think it's important for a woman to number one, take responsibility for those feelings, try not to take it out on, on your partner. Um, but do some soul searching, you know, in the work I do with couples and with with individuals, especially in terms of sexuality issues, I talk about validation. Where do you get your sense of self from? Where do you get your sense of value, your sense of self worth? Even this idea of your, you know, your your sex appeal. Where mm-hmm. does that come from? And if the validation, you know, at at the at the core of who you are, your default is, wow, uh, you know, after thinking about this, my validation tends to come from other people, from society. And gosh, we, you know, we live in Southern California. We're really 
I think susceptible to that more than more so than maybe other areas. But you really need to question that that value or that you know that idea that you get validation from other people that that can be dangerous even from you know if the expectation is I'll feel sexy if my partner looks at me a certain way you know that's dangerous because they may just be in a bad mood or their sex is just nowhere in their mind and you're projecting going whoa whoa they they don't think I'm sexy and that like you said it's your issue and that so that may not necessarily be the case mm-hmm. i think the other thing too just in terms of dealing with you know, those feelings of low self-esteem or you've got, you know, emerging body issues because of the pregnancy. You have to remember that that this is a finite period of time. You know, when we get so emotional and our emotions start to run the show and we're not, we don't have a balance of like intellect and rational thinking and our emotions sort of working together and then we make decisions and we act from that place. Unfortunately, what ends up happening is we we get really reactive and that's when a lot of conflict comes into play. But again, I really feel like you've got to, you know, challenge that idea. Okay, where where does my value come from? And I think for a lot of people who are spiritual people, you know, they've got God or their higher power and they feel like, okay, I I have a different place where I can sort of seek validation Mm -hmm. and I don't have to put my sense of self in someone else's hands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really great idea to have. I just know in our society that we are constantly bombarded yes. with images and, and people, not not just how skinny you should be, but uh, now celebrities. It's like they're having babies and the next day, you know, they got their personal trainers and, you know, three weeks they're back in their pre-pregnancy right. clothes. And so I find myself really struggling with this because I, I view myself as a pretty confident person. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. that... You know, I'm always seeking validation right. from other people. Right. But if I don't get it occasionally, mm-hmm. then that's that is worrisome to me. Well, well, remember this idea of validation. Of course, it feels good to get validation from other people, and we sh- we should want to have that. But but my point was, if the default is I need that, or else I don't feel good about myself, or else I don't feel sexy, I think that's more of a problem. And it's you know. What you're saying, I think, is really normal and really common. So what I would say is let the feelings come and say, you know, wow, it's okay. The feelings are just feelings. They're transient. They'll change. Let me let me get to a quiet place if that's what I need to do. Let me let me let the feelings subside a bit, calm myself down. Then I can ask myself the quest the same question. Now that I'm in a more solid, stable place, do I still feel like I'm not sexy? And, you know, sometimes therapy is a good idea to, to go. And even it's for even if it's for a short period of time during the pregnancy or maybe after the pregnancy, because our bodies are still, you know, changing after pregnancy yeah. or they're recouping. Um, I think therapy, of course, I think therapy is always a good idea. Yeah. Now, you know, I have a question for you. Sure. In in my case, I think it's it's not so much about my own body issue, because I, I know this is finite. I mean, I've got maybe another week. (laughs) (laughs) And then yes, the postpartum. But you know, I have to say, I think my husband is actually having uh, quite a bit of a challenge with the evolving body. And you know, he's he's got these images in his head of what I look like pre pregnancy, and he thinks, you know, very, very sexy. And so he's kind of holding on to these these images, but I, I can tell it's really hard for him to sort of deal and 
um, just, you know, put together. It's like, well, this is this is what I am today. And I know he thinks I'm sexy, but it's just not it's not working for him right now. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. so so I'll self-disclose. I just gave a talk to um, a mother of preschoolers group and I and I did the same thing. I said, look, you know, I, I had the same issue with my husband. I was the one with the high sex drive. And my husband was just sort of freaking out about the body changes. And like you said, sort of remen- remembering what I used to look like. But but here here's something that I hope you find encouraging. Going through that process, that anxiety, that, you know, uncertainty about how you're feeling or about, uh, about how your husband's feeling, the conflicts that arise, you as a couple, you as an individual going through that process and coming out the other end, and being able to resolve some of it or find a new way of thinking about yourself or about your relationship. I mean, that's awesome. Like that will grow you as an individual or, or as a couple. I know for for me, the first pregnancy, I, I kicked and I was kicking and screaming the whole time. Like I, I can't imagine six months without sex, what's going on. And my husband, you know, he's just more calm and stable. And I remember him telling me it's only, you know, five months or it's only six months. And we'll be back to the way we were. And sure enough, we were. And so the second time around, there just wasn't that anxiety. And we definitely navigated our way through those issues much better. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's challenging. But I do think the silver lining is, you know, you will grow from that experience. You, you know, if you've had self esteem issues or body image issues, you might find that through motherhood, you have a, especially if you have daughters, you, you, you can have a whole different way of evaluating who you are as a person and how you look. And I think the motivating factor is what I know for me, I have two daughters. I really want to be careful about how, um, where I place my value and, and, and how I um, sort of honor my own sense of self-worth. Does it, does it have to do with just, you know, your body image and all of that? So I think it's a good process to go through, although painful and difficult. <laughs> Typical therapist talking, right? <laughs> go through the process and grow. <laughs> well, I know we want to dive into the specifics, the actual uh, mechanics of sex during pregnancy. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk more about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We are talking about sex and pregnancy today, and Dr. Jennifer Sandoval is our special guest. She's a psychologist, and um, this is um, this is a great topic. I'm actually kind of starting to blush now because the second part is really talking about the mechanics of sex and pregnancy. We're talking about positions. We're talking about how to make this functional. You know, the first part was a little bit more about you know our emotions. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about the physical side of things. So, um, first of all, general question is sex during pregnancy is it safe for the most part unless you have some sort of condition right is it safe right yes so unless there's you know um some sort of complication generally speaking sex for mom and for baby is safe you know the baby is um you know inside the amniotic sac and it's cushioned by the amniotic fluid and you have 
you know, the, the muscles of the uterus protecting the baby. There's the, the mucus plug that protects from, you know, different kinds of infections. So yes, generally speaking, it's safe. I have this image in my head now because Rachel was talking about her low baby. Uh, and, and, and no men, room for a penis. <laughs> no room for a penis. But, you know, that is one of the things you hear from, from a lot of guys is that they're scared that they're, you know, going mm-hmm. to hit the baby right. during intercourse. Does that happen or can that happen? Can you hurt your baby even if you have a low baby, mm-hmm. you know, like in Rachel's mm-hmm. situation? <laughs> you know, I, and I'm not sure about Rachel's situation. Yeah. I would say definitely, you know, ask your doctor right right. but again generally speaking no you know everything is fine the baby is again protected you've got that mucus plug but I think it's a really good idea if your husband's apprehensive take him to a doctor's visit I mean they're probably already going to some anyway Mm -hmm. and have him or, or you know you can start the conversation or he can start the conversation and have the doctor reassure him that it's all good so baby's not going to get a black eye if no, you, know, you try that one position you really no. like. And no. <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, good. Um, let's talk about orgasms because let's face it, um, having sex is different than having an orgasm. What role do orgasms play in pregnancy? I mean, are they good? Um, not just from, you know, something feeling good, but right. what impact does it have? Well, you know, at different stages in the pregnancy, it, it can have a different impact. But but having an orgasm, particularly at the end of the pregnancy, you know, towards the end of the third trimester, an orgasm can actually, you know, lead to um, contractions. And if you have the permission of your doctor, it could be a natural way to, to get labor to sort of move along. Right. So I guess um, I better get started. I know, right? <laughs> You've got your work cut out for yeah. you later today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, having orgasms at, at you know, the earlier stages of pregnancy can also cause the, the contract, I'm sorry, the contractions. And um, so, you know, that's normal, as long as they are short, not painful, they, you know, so they subside, they go away, that can be a really normal part of it. I know, I didn't experience that. But I think a lot of women do. So you don't, you can have an orgasm. And you, again, if the pregnancy is moving along well, and there aren't any complications, you can have an orgasm, and enjoy that and then there could be some cramping and some some contractions but again as long as they're brief not too painful and and they subside if they don't you need to call your practitioner right away I remember someone telling me that um, the more orgasms you have, especially earlier in pregnancy, mm-hmm. the easier it will be, and I don't know why, but during labor and delivery. It mm-hmm. would just kind of, I don't know if it opens things up more or what. I don't know if there's any truth to that or that was just. Well, like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, in the literature that I've read, I, yeah. you know, didn't see anything about that. But one thing I did forget to mention in terms of orgasms is, you know, when when your partner orgasms, they're ejaculating semen and the semen um, contains a hormone. It can start to efface and dilate the cervix, which again, at the end of the pregnancy can be really a really good thing, especially if you've, you know, you've gone over term. But you, you need to ask your doctor if you want to use those natural methods um, to get the ball rolling, so to speak. But if you have sex earlier in your pregnancy and just because there's ejaculation doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to it's going to hurt you, like open things up and, and, you know, right. Do the same stuff we would do later in pregnancy. Right. I just want to make that disclaimer. So women are going, oh, no, I want to have sex exactly. now and I can't. Exactly. Okay. That's right. Okay. I would almost think that uh, that um, orgasms 
would be helpful too. I mean, if you're doing practicing Kegel exercises throughout the pregnancy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you're learning mm-hmm. to control it and then the orgasm is the, the release and the mm-hmm. relaxation. So that's kind of maybe right. a good practice for I would agree with vaginal that. tonality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and there's also the bringing the couple closer together, just feeling that, that release and feeling that pleasure and feeling that closeness. And I think that's always a good thing. Let's talk about sexual positions. This is always a favorite, right? Yeah. Everyone, you know, get your little visual thinking caps on here. You can position all these or picture all these as we're talking about them. So what seems to be the most um, comfortable ones? And obviously this will change. Ladies, feel free to share, you right. know, if you feel comfortable. But, you know, let, let's start maybe earlier in the pregnancy. You may not have as many issues because mm-hmm. your belly isn't big. But yeah. let's talk about the positions a bit. Yeah, ooh, position's fun. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the the first trimester, I mean, you're, you're pretty much able to do most everything. And I think it's after 20 weeks where you can't lie flat on your back anymore. So I know they, what I was reading is you, you should, and I tried this too, you need to kind of prop yourself up a bit if you, if you really want to keep doing missionary position. But women, you know, we, we can get on top. Yeah. And that can that can be a really pleasurable way of having sex, but gives you more of a sense of control at that time. I think particularly re- particularly later on when the belly gets big and, you know, you're feeling really uncomfortable. You you don't want to engage in a position that's gonna cause pressure on your on your belly or if you're lying flat on your back. But there's also, you know, getting on your hands and knees and rear entry sex, you know, we all know it as doggy style right <laughs> and I think one of my personal favorites is the um, spooning mm-hmm. right. so that you know if you have a pillow you know under under your belly that's supporting you know the weight of your belly I think that can be a really nice way of having sex a comfortable way but I mean for me I know also nice because you're you're sort of cuddling too yeah it's more intimate mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah now I can say in the past um, I've made use of chairs and oh, great. Being, on, being on top because it kind of helped me to sort of hold on to something. Right. You know? <laughs> so you didn't fall over. <laughs> didn't fall over. <laughs> right. And then, like you said, kind of control the weight and pelvic tilt as well. Right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> great idea. Oh, yeah. So, Christine, I have a question for you because I know you've had twins and now Singleton. Now, I, I don't know how comfortable you're answering this, but what changes have you noticed from, obviously, you're not as big because you're carrying just one child now, but was sex really different? difficult with twins are we talking about twice as difficult or no not so much not really um surprisingly i my my weight gain uh let's say i gained 40 pounds with the twins and now i'm about 30 so it's i mean 10 pounds so it's not yeah. a huge amount of of difference so right. so it, i guess it's been relatively the same um so i think as far as limitations still have probably the same the amount. I know everybody mm-hmm. says it looks small but <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all relative, relative though thankfully, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I think for for me really I was really more concerned with um you know like when you get rear enter there's more a deeper penetration mm-hmm. and I felt sensitivity like um kind of hitting the cervix yeah. so I was that was mm-hmm. really more you know my I, I didn't enjoy that yeah. nearly as much so right yeah. and I'm glad you said that because I can I can say okay generally speaking here are some positions that are safe and and usually more most comfortable but gosh if you're if you try rear entry sex and it and it hurts try something else you know and be okay with saying you know communicating that and saying no no honey this is really hurting me and I'm sure your partner the last thing they want to do is hurt hurt you or feel like they're doing something to hurt the baby so yeah definitely find what's most comfortable for you have an have an attitude of you know creativity and 
and try new things. I mean, trying new things is always good, right? Yeah. Like pregnant <laughs> or not. So Well, and I found, I mean, I'm coming up on 14 weeks now, so I'm still very early. But um, with this pregnancy especially, I've noticed um, one position may work one day and not the next day. Oh, I mean, it depends on... A couple mornings ago, I woke up and it was like very obvious that my uterus was on my left. This baby was like way over my, wef- mm-hmm. my left mm-hmm. side. It had a big lump there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, especially at this stage, they're, they're moving around so much more that right. at some point, some position is awesome. And then the next day, I'm like, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever felt in my life. Go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that, you know, something like that, I can mm-hmm. see that as being confusing to your partner so Mm -hmm. something like that would be really great to share so that your husband isn't going well gosh you know I I don't know what to do I feel like I tried this and I tried that so communication is always important and I do want to talk briefly about the other options and we mentioned this at the beginning of the show but if intercourse is not an option for whatever reason what are some of the other things that we can do and obviously this is going to vary on a couple by couple basis but what are some things you recommend even to the the couples that come to see you well there's always oral sex right Mm -hmm. but I read you know I read something interesting Um, uh, what I read was talking about stick to licking because blowing air into the vagina could potentially cause an air embolism Embolism, embolism, which I guess is pretty rare, but you know that made me pause, and I thought, "Who's blowing?" I know. Yes. Every <laughs> time I read that, I'm like, "What does that mean?" It's, you're not supposed to take the term literally, people. You're not blowing. But I'm thinking, okay, whatever, whatever floats your boat. No, yeah. so so or, oral sex is always good, and then there's you know mutual masturbation and, and self masturbation. Let's not forget just kissing, and maybe you're not in the mood, but you want physical connection you want to you want to feel your partner's touch get naked and cuddle or have your clothes on and cuddle kiss you know I was with that group of moms yesterday again and we were talking about kissing passionately outside of the bedroom as a way to increase intimacy and everyone looked at me like I was totally crazy like on the like in the kitchen like or something like that right right after you're done eating but so (laughs) yeah so even if you know the oral sex or stimulating one another or yourself if if um, that's not working for you or if you're just not in the mood for that, there's lots of other things to do, you know, caressing, massage, yeah, kissing, cuddling, all of those things. All right. I think that's it. Thank you so much, Dr. Sandoval, for oh, being here today. And my pleasure. And for all of our panelists, I really appreciate your honesty and I'm sure all of our listeners will too. So thank you so much for being so open and sharing your experiences. Now, normally this is a time where I would encourage everyone to continue the conversation on our Facebook page, but I have a feeling nobody's going to do that. <laughs> so um, if you do have specific questions about sex during pregnancy, please consult with your doctor or midwife to ensure a happy happy and a healthy pregnancy. Before we wrap today's show, here's some maternity fashion trends from Crystal Steubendeck of Borrow for Your Bump. Hello, Preggy Pals. I am Crystal Steubendeck, maternity fashion expert and founder of Borrow for Your Bump, where you can buy and rent designer maternity styles for a monthly rate. Today, we will help you find the perfect pair of jeans for your expecting months. As your bump grows, finding a style that works for your body type can be challenging, let alone finding a pair that is flattering and comfortable as your body changes. Jeans are a must-have for your maternity wardrobe, and so hopefully we can pair you with one that fits just right. The straight leg jean is one style that everyone can wear. This look is similar to the skinny jean, but is much more forgiving, especially those with curvy hips, full thighs, or thick calves. The straight leg jean should fit 
one through the hips and thighs, but not too baggy. Otherwise, it can make you look bigger than you are. And what to wear with them? A fitted top and fun flats. Try the dark wash skinny jeans by Seraphine, which also is available in long sizes. And what about the ever-popular skinny jeans? Who can wear them? Mostly those with proportional figures. Those with a tummy or fuller hips can offset curves with skinny styles that have slightly roomier leg openings. Skinny styles should fit comfortable like second skin. Soft, stretchy denim shouldn't dig and bunch into the skin, especially as your body is changing. Be aware of a fit that is too constricting. Balance the tight-fitting jeans with a loose tunic top that is so cute with a growing bump. The best part is any shoe style goes with a skinny jean. Our recommendation is the Luxe Skinny Jean by Seraphine in gray, which is a favorite of January Jones. The flare jean, which is making a comeback again, is a style that almost everyone can wear. If you have full thighs, just choose a pair that is a little more fitted in the thighs. A full jean should fit snug around the hips and waist, but loose and flowing from the knee down. The pants should skim the floor and completely cover your footwear, at least to the top of the shoe. Pair this style with a fun-fitted tee and a blazer to show off the bump or a loose peasant top to take the attention away from the center of the body. Balance the wide leg with a heel wider than the flare, like a wedge, which is more comfortable and will provide extra balance. Lastly, the bootcut fit can be worn by anyone. This fit is especially good at balancing and creating curves. The fit should start to taper at the knees and then slightly get wider as it reaches the floor. As the name says, enough for boots to fit. Pair the boot cut fit with a loose top that is comfy and some fun footwear. These are the jeans you can really play with. Dress it up with a loose blouse that cinches under the belly. We like the chiffon blouse with necktie by Seraphine in blue and black polka dots. As for our boot cut pick, make sure to find a pair that will grow with you, like the Union Laurel Cannon with higher panel by Page Denim, which goes over the bump. Most likely, you won't need a maternity size until your second trimester, but every body and pregnancy is different. Comfort is key, and although the elastic panel on most maternity jeans will grow with you, you want to make sure there is enough hip space, too. Denim is difficult to buy early on and keep your whole term because it has less stretch than other fabrics. For that reason, borrow for your bump is your best bet when shopping for maternity denim. With a variety of styles like skinny, boyfriend, boot cut, and well-known designers, you can rent for 30 days and return them for a new size as your bump grows. Don't forget to check out our denim styles mentioned at borrowforyourbump.com and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips. That wraps up our show for today. If you have any questions for our experts who have been on our shows, please call the Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775 and leave us a message. We'll ask our experts and include their response in a future episode. And as I mentioned earlier, be sure to check out the Preggy Pals Club for all of your archived episodes, transcripts, and special interviews, including a segment we're about to tape now after the show, which is a no-holds-barred continuing conversation on sex, which I'm sure is going to be very interesting. So sign up for the club, and you can hear all of the juicy gossip that we're about to share. Okay, thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care. 
and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.